This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, May the 17th, 2016. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you daily at 9 a.m. Arizona time. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. And you can take advantage of what our friendly listeners have done since. I was looking at it yesterday. In January this year, gold was sitting at one thousand ninety-eight dollars. What was it yesterday? I believe we're right at twelve seventy-five. Twelve eighty-two. Twelve eighty-two. It's just that simple. And I'll just tell you, it's uh, you can also you know besides giving us a call and talking to the lovely Wendy, you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. You can take a look at the products, the gold, the silver coins, where you want, whether you want a $50 piece, a $20 piece, dime, silver. Go take a look. Find out what it is that fits into your budget and put it away for whatever tomorrow may bring. And then check out the news to disturb the comfortable or uncomfortable. The tinfoil hat wearing neighbors of ours and friends that are our, our, our friends and associates that are like minded in the idea that the Fed needs to be held accountable and we're all sheep and we all just want to follow the leader. But who is that leader? I don't know, but I know there's a guy who keeps us informed and that is the CEO and owner of the Patriot Trading Group. His name's Joe Jake Whitney. He's right here. How are you? Wow. Yeah. That was a mouthful. Yeah, it was. How you doing? Happy Tuesday, everybody. And, and uh, if you're a new listener or a new customer, uh, just follow along. You'll figure it all out. Uh, probably, not probably, without a doubt, we are the easiest gold dealers in the country. I have no doubt about it. Uh, not only uh, do people order, they end up reordering, and they end up telling their friends, we've been doing this complaint-free where this is the start of our third decade doing this. So uh, when you deal with us, listen, there's it's, there's not a lot of frills, right? We don't send out free reports and and colored brochures, and we don't we don't call you. We don't have a a floor of people that just came in off the street cold calling you day and night. We don't do any of that stuff. You know, simply re- the best way. And this really pertains to whether you're a new person or an existing customer. The best way to do business with us, by the specials that we run, you know, we run them at least four days a week. Uh, If not that, just call us up. If you don't know what the special was, call us up. Just ask, hey, what do you got today? That's usually the best way to get the best pricing, and it's just that simple at 800 951 0592. We got a really interesting show lined up. You know, things happen really quickly, and some very, very smart people will come out on TV and they'll make a what at the time seems to be a very simple statement of fact. You don't get it very often. A lot of times you get the the pie in the sky 
and and you get the down the road and the second half and all of this stuff and and people pretending like they know what tomorrow may bring. But every once in a while, get one of those truth tellers out there. Uh, we've got uh, that coming up in the next segment. Trim Tab CEO. Without a doubt, you know, people, and I get this question quite a bit, and, and it's funny because um, we have high school teachers, college professors, students, they listen to this program, and I get at least once or twice a month, people ask me, hey, where do you get your information from? You know, what are your sources? Where do you go? Uh, and one of the places that is without a doubt the leader when it comes to actual data has to be trim tabs. Uh, it, it is uh, an incredible, all they do is gather information. This is what they do. They gather information. And they all of the Wall Street firms, all of the big trading come. they all use trim tabs. Uh, and the CEO, Charles Bitterman, was on TV yesterday. Uh, and it's, it's only three minutes three and a half minutes, but you're not going to want to miss what he had to say. And I've been talking about this, talking about how, why why is it? Not how, but why. Why does the government lie to us? Why aren't they telling the truth? Why is it that the mainstream media, which, you know, unfortunately, we mistake to be journalists when really they're, they're not any of thing of the sort, right? They're nothing more than the mouthpiece for the money that's behind the, the mainstream media. Why is it they, they never call anybody out on the, the carpet about it? You know, and you sit there and you think about, these are people that are telling you to trust them with your nest egg. Trust them with the money that you've worked so hard for. You know, and I'm talking to all of you out there with the 401Ks and your IRAs, those of you that have been fortunate enough or at least, let's call it disciplined enough to be able to pay all of your bills and still have money left over, right? And you've done what it is that they've told you to do, even though, let's face it, all the things they've told you to do have never worked out the way they said they would. But he laid out in, in a little over three minutes, they asked him to cite some examples of government misinformation, and you know what? He laid it out so plainly. You're not going to want to miss that. We have updates on what truly is happening in Economics 101 when it comes to gold and silver demand. You know, the old supply and demand fundamentals that normally is how things used to trade. And, of course, today most of the things that we watch trade on manipulation and and Federal Reserve or central bank planning and, and making up money out of thin air so nobody knows what the price of anything really is. But incredible, incredible data on just how much gold has been really in demand. We're going to have all that coming up next. Don't touch that dot. Yeah, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. That's our toll-free number. You can go out to allamericangold.com. No matter where you're listening, whether it's in your car, in your home, 
on your computer, your laptop, your 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 iPhone, you podcasters out there. We thank you all so much for your support. You know, we were talking about, you know, and here's the hard thing. You know, with all the information that's out there, and a lot of it misinformation, a lot of it, uh, what, what I'll call the, we'll, we'll just tell you the part of the story that we want you to hear. Instead of giving the, the whole story, we, we just give you bits and pieces of it. And the reason why most of the people listen here is because they want the whole, they want all of the story. Yesterday, I want to say it was yesterday, I almost fell out of my chair because the show was over, and, and I'm always scouring and looking uh, for material for shows, and, and I saw just the, uh, the picture of the, the Charles Bitterman, the, the CEO of TrimTap. And it was a video, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he had to say, because I always, because he doesn't, I mean, he's not on TV that often. And when he is, it's usually pretty brief. Uh, but he was on with Rick Santelli yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, we've, we've been running this cycle where we get all of this, a lot of bad news, but then there's some good news, and we're all left to be confused. And I think he just explained in three, a little over three minutes where it all is coming from and why people, and when I say people, I'm talking about the billionaires, why the billionaires are running out of Wall Street. Ramon, let's play uh, the TrimTap CEO. All right, you know, Charles, you, you have done something that I call one of the better uh, meldings of technical and fundamental analysis. Uh, you draw technical conclusions, but you use pretty much very fundamental type data. Outflows A, flow shrinkage B, the intertwining of those two equaling price, mostly in the equities market, but fixed income as well. Tell me how these flows, both since the February bottoms, and then the rebound, and now kind of the back off again, because here we are, what, up a half of 1% in the S&Ps? Tell us what it looks like. You've had a hot hand. Well, we've seen a dramatic slowdown in announced corporate buying. It's down 35 40%. Uh, stock buyback announcements are down. Cash takeover announcements are down even more. And cash takeover could be symptomatic. The decline of, you know, the, the other thing we also look at is wage and salary growth as evidenced by income tax withholdings that's reported every day. And so a year ago, we saw a hefty start to the year in terms of uh, stock buyback announcements, cash takeovers, and the outflows from U.S. equity mutual funds and U.S. equity ETFs were small uh, beginning of last year, starting, you know, the first five months. Now we're seeing a significant pickup and outflows from U.S. equity mutual funds and U.S. equity ETFs and a significant slowdown in announced corporate buying. So the combination of the two doesn't look very healthy. We've had a few weeks of down market and markets, uh, as Ed Hart used to say, uh, markets trade their way to perdition. They never go one way. Well, after so we're saying seeing... all that, Charles, I, my question to you is, let me stop you there. If you were a stock investor and you had whittled down your position, 
that you have nothing on right now. What's the percentage trade for this point moving forward? Do we basically hold unchanged 2015 levels? Do we hold here and move higher? Or should you be patient and, and watch the paint dry for a while? Your thoughts? Well, I would be patient until the Fed recognizes that the economy has slowed dramatically. We've seen wage and salary growth slow dramatically since uh, the early part of last year. It's been a straight down you know, slowing, slowing, slowing. I mean, occasionally there's a pickup in wage and salary growth. And that slowdown in wage and salary growth seems to be evidenced by the economy. Look, the only two good economic numbers both come from the government, and they're both based on seasonally adjusted surveys. Retail sales number what you is a survey. Okay, retail sales. Okay. And BLS well, is a one? survey. The, the jobs number is a survey of a few hundred thousand employers, and then they seasonally adjust those numbers. So you have seasonally adjusted surveys in a world of real-time information. The only good numbers come from the government. Real-time data from everyone else says the U.S. economy is slowing, and you see corporate buying announcements slowing, and people are taking more money out of the market. Uh, you know, until the Fed releases the next batch of helicopter money, uh, I wouldn't want to be long, very long, the market. I mean, I, I, I'm always long. Right. Uh, Charles, we're just about out of time. Now. I'm going to have to stop you there. It sounds to me like what I hear you saying is, left to its own fundamental economic devices, uh, the, the economy seems a little bit slippery. At least that's what I walk away with. You know, it's funny. Just a couple of sentences. And then, of course, immediately they've got to let them go. Oh, we got to let you go now. Thank, thanks for coming on. But here they are, and he talks about, hey, listen, we go in every day, and we look at the income tax filing. We look at the payroll data, the actual data. He talked about, here, you want the actual data? Here's how bad things are getting. Companies no longer think buying back their own stock is such a great idea. Right? Think about all the money Apple's lost. They they bought billions and billions of dollars of their stock back, only to see their stock fall about 30% just in the last, what, four or five months. Talked about takeovers fallen dramatically. They don't even think it's a good idea to buy out their competitor. And you think about it, money's almost free, and they're still not doing it. So so he makes this, this correlation that says, hey, this doesn't look very good. And oh, by the way, outflows, that's money leaving the stock market, has increased dramatically. And I've been telling all of you, I've been warning you, who's going to be buying your stocks? Who's going to buy your 401k? Who's going to buy your IRA? I've got, in the next segment, I've got an update on just how little the actual, I, I would say, U.S. citizen owns of the stock market uh, we'll get to that in the next segment. If you Just more evidence of there's nobody left to buy. You know, yesterday we talked a little bit briefly about the flash crash that, that occurred in China. And for those of you that don't understand what a flash crash is, really simply, there's not enough liquidity in these markets. 
And if somebody comes in and puts on a trade to say, hey, I want to sell a thousand shares of IBM or Apple or some company you've never heard of before, and there's no buyers to offset the seller, all of a sudden you have dramatic price drops in seconds. Because there's not enough liquidity, and it's all, and, and, and really, it's the beginning. These flash crashes are the beginning of what we, we've been warning about, which is there's not going to be anyone left to buy it. Why are you going to be like Japan? They're, they're central bank. They're, they're the majority shareholder in most of their stock market. But then he goes on to say the only two good numbers come from the government. And then he said they come from government surveys. They're not even actual data points. And then they seasonally adjust them. So nobody really knows what it is that the participants of the survey even had to say. But he goes on to say we live in a world that has real-time data. You know, you go back 30, 40, 50 years ago, you didn't have real-time data. Right? We were, everything was done by hand. Right? All, all of the accounting was done in ledgers and, and hand and filed and turned in, you know, through the mail, and you had to go through them all. I mean, you, you, you didn't have the computer. You didn't have the electronic platforms. And, and he brings up a great question. Why would we still use this stuff? We don't need to seasonally adjust anything. We live in a world of real-time data. Why don't they just say what the data is? And the answer really is quite simple. Because if you heard what he said, which was all the data, the real data is bad. And this is a company that, that I can't stress to you enough. They are the data collectors for Wall Street. All of it's bad. The only good ones are the survey numbers that the government seasonally adjusts. And this is the world that we now live in. And the media comes out and they tell you like it's gospel. Oh, the economy, it's okay, right? You know, that's the, the jobs are still good, right? And Janet Yellen, well, job market is getting healthy. Seasonally adjusted it is. But the actual number doesn't match. Look at retail sales. It came out last week. No one even believed it. It was such a bad, not well, it was a good number, but it was such, <laughs> I guess, so full of fluff, not even the Wall Street guys could get excited about it. A bit of a skewed number. And you're sitting there, and you start thinking about, I don't know if you, you probably didn't, but this is why you listen here. This morning, they talked about what George Soros has been up to. Did you see that? Homer, did you see that report? Yeah. You know? It, 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 it's telling. Selling all of his U.S. equities and buying gold. 
That's what George Soros was up to. Of course, I told you that a month and a half ago. You got to start getting ready. Remember what Bill Gross had to say. We talked about him a few weeks ago, and they just start adding up, and now it's Charles Bitterman saying the same thing. Stanley Druckenmiller, what my, my, my favorite billionaire. You know, and, and, and just to put it in perspective, we have seen something that the world has never seen. And I, I didn't really even notice, notice it that much, but the first quarter of 2016, and I'll say, well, the first quarter of this year, okay, so January through March, was one for the history books. Not only did gold appreciate at its fastest pace in 30 years, right, gold was up, as Homer said, about, about 20%. In the first 90 days of the year. But the actual demand, actual demand, was the strongest it's ever been in recorded history. The strongest it's ever been since they've been tracking the data. I want you to think about that for a minute. Why is it? Well, you think just all of a sudden, all of these millionaires and billionaires decided, hey, you know what? We need to start loading up on gold. Now, remember, everybody and their brother was telling you, oh, that's it, gold's dead. Forget about it. It's going to below a thousand. It's going to do this and that. And since they've been keeping records, by the way, they've been keeping records on gold for hundreds of years. This isn't like they've been doing this for five years. But demand for gold, the largest in the history of the world, happened the first 90 days of this year, and it hasn't stopped. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I don't know how he missed it. How could it have been the largest ever increase in the demand for physical gold the world has ever seen? And the funny thing is, it's done by people who were telling you not to buy it. Of course, that's how it always worked. But when you look at the numbers, here's how it shook out. Gold demand was up 21% year over year, which you would think, wow, you'd think it'd be like 40, 50, 60%. just tells you, even when gold was falling, how much demand there really is for people to try to get their financial house in order before it all comes to an end. According to the World Gold Council, most of the increase in the demand driven by investment inflows to gold ETFs hit a seven-year high. Demand for bars in coins up 55%. Now that's a number. 
Investment demand for bars and coins up 55%. How about the U.S. minted material? Up 68%. Uncertainty over the world economy, not to mention central bank policy, continues to act as a major catalyst. Many countries currently locked in a global race to see who can devalue their currency the fastest. Well, who's been saying that? I've been saying it for how long? This is a race to the bottom. By the way, this is out of Forbes. In case you're wondering where I'm getting the information from. Investors are seeking a better, more reliable store of value and gold is only happy to oblige. The smart money is flowing into gold. Earlier this month, we shared with you the fact that that hedge fund manager Stanley Druckenmiller, right, my favorite billionaire, notably for having one of the best money management track records in history, and I, as far as I know, he has the best, as far as when you're looking at guys that manage money, no one has done better than, than Stanley over the last 30 years. Nobody. He cited gold as being his family office fund's number one allocation. But he's not talking about I got 5 or 10% of my money in gold. It's the number one allocation that we have. Joined by billionaire Paul Singer, right, Mr. Elliott Wave Theory himself, whose hedge fund, he only oversees just a little bit of money, $28 billion his hedge fund manages, and a letter to his client. It makes a great deal of sense to own gold. Investors have increasingly started processing the fact that the world's central bankers are completely focused on debasing their currencies. Listen, I can't spell it out for you any more than that. See, unfortunately, if you don't have, and who knows what these guys, the minimum investment in these guys is fun, probably got to have a minimum of 500000 or a million bucks to even get on the list to get a note like this. It said, according to to uh, Singer, a third of the world's global debt now comes with a negative yield, and it's only getting bigger. Right, and this is going to be one of these things. I, like I've been saying, I've been trying to tell you all, we're getting ready for the next super leg up on gold, and it is going to be a super leg. When you talk about debt trading at negative rates, you're, you're essentially saying that the buying power of the currency that that debt is issued on isn't worth the paper it's printed on overnight. And now you're talking about, you know, that age-old argument that all of these people used to use about you don't want to own gold because it doesn't pay any interest. It's now going back the other way. You want to own gold because it doesn't pay you negative interest. I mean, this is really what the what the uh, you know kind of the seesaw effect of it all. We're, we we turned around and now we're going the the other way. You know, we I always say all the I don't know if I'm left or right anymore. Right, I've gone so far right, I've turned around and gone left. 
And this is exactly what's happening in the debt markets. And it said that Singer suggested that gold's phenomenal first quarter is just the beginning. The assessment of Paragon Capital, who wrote in a recent report that a standard gold price rally, a percentage exceeded or achieved in four or five major up cycles since 1976, will take us above $1,800 in the coming three years. And of course, I'm thinking, you know what? That's probably a low side. But when you start thinking about, you know, here's Forbes magazine talking about what the, the big money guys are doing what they're telling their customers to do when their number one allocation in their funds is gold, when they start outlining the reasonings for it, central bankers committed to debasing their currencies. And the reason is simple. They have no other choice. You know, this is what I've been trying to get through to everybody. It's the reason why when Donald Trump came out and said, hey, listen, Maybe we'll only pay, you know, something less than 100% on the debt. There's a reason why he said, listen, even an interest rate of 1% would be devastating. And, And the fact of the matter is, the reason he made that statement is very simple. We piled up so much debt just 1% Fed funds rate would add a trillion dollars to the deficit just like that. Think about what just happened. They raised it a quarter point in December. Do you know what the debt went up? It was going to go up in 2016, 20? Well, they're, they're saying right now 22%. And my, my guess is by the time it's all done, the debt will have gone up in one year. We can't afford the payment. And the realities are, you know, it's like the old Keynesian model. Let's hire people to dig ditches and then hire some more people to fill in the ditch. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. comes from the government and the only reason it's good is because it's seasonally adjusted you think about I don't care if it's Soros Druckenmiller, Singer Gross right all the who's who of funds who manage, they manage between them you know hundreds of billions of dollars they're going to make money wherever they can they don't care where it is right at the Shorting Argentina bonds, going long on Chinese this or that, or Japanese this, or European that, or U.S. this. They don't care. They just want to make money and lots of it. And all of them are saying the same thing. 
the best place for them to make money is being in gold. And really, for all of you out there, you know, you're out there and you got your 401Ks and your IRAs, you've got to be concerned about those comments. And they're all talking about the fact, I mean, right, wouldn't it just be easier for them? Oh, I think, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, do Warren Buffett. I'm going to buy a billion dollars worth of Apple. Wouldn't that be so much easier? And I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy Home Depot. They're not doing that. Matter of fact, George Soros just sold his U.S., just got out of U.S. stocks. Because they're all overvalued, they're all manipulated, and they're all based upon seasonally adjusted information. You know, I told you that I was going to give you an update about who exactly owns the stock market. You know, we did this report where now we're down to only only half of the people in the country even own a stock. Only about 25% of U.S. stocks are owned by people who pay taxes on their gains. Down from more than 80% in the 1960s. The shift outlined by the, uh, the nonpartisan group Tax Analysis says that the government is collecting far less revenue from stock market gains than it used to. Just another reason why we're going broke. Talking about changes in the capital gains tax may not have as great of an impact on government revenues as many might expect. says understanding the erosion of the taxable shareholder base is critical for determining how best to tax corporate earnings. And they just went on to say that that 84% of shares were held by taxable investors in 1965. Now down to just 24% as of last year. Says the report found that retirement accounts hold roughly 37% of stocks. So this is your IRAs, your 401Ks. You now essentially own almost 40% of the stock market. That's a dangerous place to be right now. Foreigners who generally don't pay U.S. capital gains taxes hold 26% of U.S. stocks. Of course, then the rest of it is probably, uh, what, pension funds, hedge funds. But really, when you think about how much ownership of the stock market U.S. citizens have, we're down to 37%. And falling, and unfortunately, almost all of that 37% is people in retirement accounts. And now you're talking about all of the, you know, let's call it I get legendary investors, right? The the best fund managers in the world are saying, listen, when they and this is the thing you got to remember, 
When I say the world, they look all over the world for the best opportunity. And the best opportunity, and it's almost universal when you think about the breaking records for the move into gold. I mean, you think that they did that because it went up 20%? Or do you think that they're doing that because they're worried that the stock market's going to be going down not 5%, not 10 not 20 but how about half? They all talk about central bank policy. It's absolute madness. They're doing things that everybody said you should never do. Right? We talk about bailouts, quantitative easing, buying of stock, the printing of money out of trend air, blowing up balance sheets by trillions of dollars, and then taking rates negative. Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, Japan GDP comes out. They had a negative reading the last quarter. A lot of people think there's going to be a negative reading this quarter, which will officially mean Japan is back in recession. And and it's going to lay the groundwork for an even bigger move into negative rates by the Japanese. You're going to see a bigger quantitative easing. You're going to see a bigger move into the negative rates. You're going to see the rates for the bottom pick up speed again. And you start thinking about where does the cycle end, right? Europe can't grow. China is slowing. We're slowing. If if not negative, we're right near it. These central banks have proven one thing. They'll do anything. They'll sell their soul to get it done. And this is why all of these billionaires are running to the gold market. Patriot Radio News Hour. Got a great special coming up for you next. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Got gold up. It's uh, Well, it's up, but it's off the high. uh, As one of the Fed governors, June's a live meeting. Of course, every meeting is a live meeting, but uh, it won't be here for long. $1,279 right now. Silver's higher as well, $17.25. The Dow's down 100 points. As we talked about today, Charles Bitterman from Trim Tabs talking about the actual data. The only good data points come from the government, and they only are good because it's seasonally adjusted. Forbes with a huge piece. Gold demand setting records. The billionaires lining up and telling all of their wealthy clients this is the place to be. Uh, Today's special. We're going to put together just a whole portfolio. This is the stuff that you want to own. We got a U.S. $20 gold piece, a U.S. $10 gold piece, and a U.S. $5 gold piece. These are the Liberty Series gold pieces. Back 
when you know our money was gold and silver. All three of those pieces, plus a roll of U.S. silver eagles. So you're going to get 20 silver eagles, and then a $20 gold piece, a $10 gold piece, and a $5 gold piece. So you need three gold pieces, 20 silver pieces. It's $2,980 with $20 shipping, so it'll make it an even 3000 bucks. If you buy five packages or more, and if you buy five packages, it would be 14900 So you'd get five 20s, five 10s, five fives, and a hundred silver eagles. So it would be 14900 and we'll pick up the shipping at 800-951-0592 and really get ready. These guys, listen, they move well before the big moves happen. And they're all making the move, and they're all saying the same thing, which is central bank policy, they've lost their mind. It's only getting worse. It's not getting better when you look at the actual data points themselves, the actual facts. It points out to the the real story, not just the U.S. economy, but this is a global problem. Like I said, these guys don't care where they invest. They'll invest anywhere. But they always invest where they think the money's going to be made. And really what they're saying, really kind of in a, in a not so, uh, well, a pretty obvious way, get out of the stock market. Get out of the bond market. Because it's going to get worse. And I think tomorrow is going to be a great indication when we talk about what's going to happen in Japan if they come out and they're going to be officially in recession, how big of a step are are the Japanese going to take? They've had the head of their central bank. He's been talking for the last week, sounding like the Japanese are going to come out swinging, put some gold and silver away before it does. Get the a 20, a 10, a 5, and a roll of silver, 2980-800-951-0592. Everybody take care, have a great day, and we'll see you on hump day.